And hello, welcome back to episode two of XIV Light Party. I'm one of your hosts, Dylan Thord, and tonight we have with us Anki. Absolutely not. Holding true to your gremlin status as always. And Tilp. Yo. And we also have with us a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? Oh my gosh, you're calling me special? So sweet. You're very special. Oh. <laughs> Hello, I am Aria Thorne, uh, Editor-in-Chief of Aetherflow Media. So one of the reasons why we invited Aria onto the podcast is because Aria is basically like our old boss. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> you guys were lovely employees. I loved you all dearly. <laughs> yeah, but see, now that we're not employees, it's like when after you leave a company, like before when you were like, you'd hang out with your boss and you had to still be professional. <laughs> but now we could just be like, so you remember that time, by the way, want to have drinks? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 100%. <laughs> no, I love it. This is great. <laughs> So yeah, no, we're really excited to have Aria on and to talk about everything that she's been up to and also the media tour info, which we're all really excited about. However, first, before we get into our topic, we're going to begin with a couple of news and updates. First of all, hackers and leakers suck. That's the headline. Yeah, boo. Out. First of all, for those who haven't heard, and I'm sure there's not a lot of them at this point, Twitch was hacked. Uh, everybody who has a Twitch account had to change their passwords, including myself at four o'clock in the freaking morning, which was super exciting. <laughs> Hello, Crow. introduce yourself real quick. Late to the party. <laughs> he, was, he was lost um. in the binding coils. <laughs> no, he didn't want to today. Okay. No, he's not in the mood. He's being quiet. Okay. Wait, did it, did it not pick up? Did... Oh, okay. No. no, you did not pick up. Yeah. Oh, no. oh. Here you so, okay. Technical difficulties, people. <laughs> Technical difficulties. That's fine. We're all sitting around doing that whole like, you know, newscaster <laughs> smile, waiting for the feed to pick up. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All right, Crow, please go ahead before I keep on babbling. Yeah, it is I, Crowton. I'm here. I've made it. Finally, <laughs> emerge from the binding coils of Bahamut. So returning quickly uh, to the news, just really quickly. So yeah, uh, Twitch was hacked. A bunch of information was leaked and posted all over the internet, including uh, apparently the source code for Twitch. A little unnerving Is there. Is mm. Yeah. Including also as well uh, the income of a lot of major streamers, which I think is really unfortunate. And that's information. It's interesting information, not going to lie. But at the same time, it is it's unfortunate because I think it's kind of a breach of their privacy. So, yeah. And really concerned that that kind of has made them target for various forms of not so cool shenanigans. I think that's a very light way to describe it. It is a very light way <laughs> to describe so cool it. Yeah. Shenanigans. Not Love so it. cool shenanigans. Isn't the guy who did it just, didn't he go on record saying, hey, I was just doing it to screw with Twitch because they're kind of being uh, a little bit neglectful right now? At least that's what I, that's what I remember. Yeah, that's basically, that was the word as far as why they did that, is that they were trying to strike back at Twitch, not to anybody else, said that, hey, you know what, your password's safe, which I'm sorry by the very definition of them being a hacker telling me that my password is safe is like... <laughs> yeah, no fam. <laughs> 
I don't know. Yes, I trust you, hacker. Totally fine. Yeah, Absolutely. it's like, you know, a bank robber during like mid bank heist saying, don't worry, I'm not after your money. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. not my money. Why are you here? Oh, I'm just here to prove a, a point. Yeah, yeah get just the message across. security. Obviously. Yeah, get the Batman in here. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was part one of some of the, you know, uncool shenanigans of the past <laughs> couple weeks. Um, the other part of it is there was some leak regarding the media tour, which was really unfortunate. Nobody was like really happy about that. But the thing that I thought was really nifty in response is I saw all over Twitter and some other sources where people were like, don't retweet it. Don't go read into it. Just leave it alone. Pretend it doesn't exist because we want to respect the devs' work. We really want to give them the experience that they've worked so hard for. And that seemed to be, for the most part, fairly unanimous with a few exceptions. Aww. So, you know, the internet is not necessarily an environment that is known very much for their self-control. So that was nope. really nifty to see. <laughs> it's like, wow. It reminded me of the time everybody formed that orderly queue to get into Railbarn Extreme. Right, Even I was that gonna say, didn't matter at all. But it's if rare. It was, if it, it was happens. any community, it would be this community. It was exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I was really, really proud of our community. I thought that was nifty. The rumors are true about us uh, being pretty good. Yeah, on most days, we we have some days. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got bad days, but yeah, discourse <laughs> overall. <laughs> so that's kind of the general outside world news. Um, we'll be getting more into the media tour here in a little bit because the embargo has broken. And uh, while we were not part of it, we are we have been rapidly ingesting all of the videos that every content creator who was part of it and news outlets. So many. Has, yeah, there's been a lot. <laughs> I think my YouTube subscription feed was just a wall of <laughs> videos of like summoner changes. Look at the Charlie and, you know, Oh, like yeah. map it's amazing and just like all these different videos oh yeah yeah no, i can't wait to dive into that so uh moving on to more of xiv late party stuff we are really really happy to announce that we're going to do another dungeon rally for extra life it will occur on extra life game day which is november 6th the dungeon rally will be kicking off at 7 30 p.m est so far, some of the teams that we have signed up, a lot of them from the previous Dungeon Rally is XIV Light Party, of course, because, well, we're running it. We can have. We're not going to not show up to our own party, are we? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have party in the name, so we can Exactly. Have yeah. We have Team Nadal, which, you know, bringing that death and dismay energy, which is kind of cool. We have Hear, Feel, Think, which is like the exact opposite of Nadal. And <laughs> then Maelstrom Radio. As well as Mugo Go Around Radio and a few others um, that we're still trying to confirm. But we have, you know, a few more teams than last time. So it's going to be really nifty. Last time we raised over $900 in roughly an hour. Many meowney. Pretty cool. Whoa. That's amazing. <laughs> Petty for the kids. Yep. <laughs> Nothing brings people together and inspires charity like donating money to screw over other teams. <laughs> I Love know people. So much. I'm just going to say I know people. I know what motivates them. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to our Dungeon Rally coming up on November 6th, we also have some upcoming extra 
or XIV light party content releases. I am going to be releasing a crafter gatherer leveling guide in probably sometime over this weekend about how to help you kind of at least maybe not cap your crafters and gatherers before Endwalker, but definitely get them good way down if you haven't really started on them. So also we're going to have part two of our Binding Coils of Bahamut lore walk it'll be live this sunday um time tbd and then we have anki and her husband later actually no it's in november sorry anki and her husband will be hosting the pod one of the podcast episodes themselves and they will be doing so with special guests jen and eric of generic of generic and walkers and generic live so if you haven't checked out that stream it's really cool they are husband and wife content creators and cosplayers and one of the things that they frequently do is they podcast while in dwarf cosplay and there's a lot of commitment there a lot of commitment like they i think i saw footage of the husband walking across the floor on his knees on his knees (laughs) like their content is such a good laugh i love watching it i i have a good giggle every single time like if you're feeling a bit rubbish go go and pick up one of their streams it's good yeah I mean, just even like the TikTok clips are amazing. Plus they're adorable and that helps. Yeah, they are. They are pretty adorable. So with that, we're going to now dig into our main topic, which is going to be, first of all, Aetherflow Media. Um, Aria, it's really good to have you on. Glad to have our former boss on here. So Agreed. Yep. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what Aetherflow Media is doing now? Yeah, absolutely. Just in case anybody doesn't know, Aetherflow Media is a group of very passionate Final Fantasy XIV content creators. You might know us from the various magazine issues we published before, but we have come back from our hiatus recently. Uh, and have launched our brand new, beautifully designed website, and we are publishing new articles every Tuesday. So it's a little bit different from our old schedule of one magazine every three months. So definitely a lot more content coming your way, but these are short-form articles as opposed to the long articles that we used to publish in the magazine. And these articles range from recreating in-game recipes to interviews with the Final Fantasy XIV dev team and voice actors to fantastic stories uh, and lore from our favorite lore guy, Crow Toen. <laughs> Crow is one of those very talented writers, and we are so happy to have him with us. And if you haven't already, you can check us out at aetherflowmedia.com. That's A-E-T-H-E-R-F-L-O-W media.com. Um, and also be sure to check out our socials, which are linked on the website. Currently have a contest going on our Twitter right now. Uh, two of the main prizes are Endwalker game codes so if you are interested please check that out i, I tell you what though every time i look at is it tetamui you're a, a recipe <laughs> yes re- oh my gosh she's amazing <laughs> your cook every time she does something i have to be careful i have to make sure that i have at least eaten an hour beforehand so i don't want to devour right? everything in sight yeah, oh my sense. gosh yep. she's the recipe talented. she has up right now is so good like go, <laughs> go and check that out if nothing else go and look at it gaze upon the pictures of it and then just feel look hungry. look at the pictures. Exactly. Oh my gosh. All of her recipes are just like mouthwatering. She did like a chocolate cake one. Oh, I know. It's very dangerous content. Definitely don't look at it while you're hungry. That's great advice. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the eccentric chocolate cake. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Oh yeah. Regret. Regret. Major yeah. regret. 
I was going to say. I haven't eaten yet, so I know better. I'm not going to go and check out the page. Yeah, I was going to say, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> don't See, put I yourself through ate, that. and I'm still kind of like, well, I didn't have dessert, though. True. You know? There you go. <laughs> that is true. Now's the time. <laughs> Just call off the podcast. Let's go make some food. Make some cake. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> so, Ari, I have a question for you. Um, yes. You used to be a big old magazine with honking loads of pages, and it was a, a big old project. <laughs> what made you decide to transition from your original format over to your spiffy new website? I think most of it was just, like you said, it's it's a huge honkin' magazine. We were publishing magazines that were majority of the time, they were chonky boys. They were, you know, 250 to 300 plus pages. And that's a huge, you know, lift for a lot of people. And I think it really kind of hit us that this is not a sustainable platform anymore. Once, and I hate bringing up, you know, COVID, but like, right. once, you know, once quarantine hit, you know, life changed for a lot of people. And so when we were getting a lot of people saying, hey, I can't do this. This is too much. It was like, okay, maybe let's re-examine this and see if we can salvage this because we wanted to keep going. We all you know, love this platform and love what we do. And the biggest thing was, yeah, this is 300 pages of content that we put together. And three months even is never enough time, you know, right? Um, even though it sounds like, oh, it's three months, it's forever. It's like, well, <laughs> for 300 <laughs> when you pages, break it that's, down, still, that's still exactly. It's, it's a huge, huge list on, on not only the writers, but the reviewers and then the designers who have to design and lay out every single page. And then it's linking and all of this other stuff. And so we looked at it and <laughs> we basically just had like a big staff meeting where we all kind of got really serious and realistic about like, hey, like we need to figure out right now if we're going to call it because this is it's a lot of stress, you know, and in, in a time like, you know, the current year, uh, <laughs> stress is not ideal. And so, there's an abundance of it. Yeah, exactly. Crazy abundance of it. And so I think what really surprised me, because I was I was ready to call it, you know, and just be like, you know, what, we had an amazing run. And I'm so lucky for all of the work and all of the people that have, you know, put time into this. But uh, as as always, our staff is incredible and completely surprised me and said, no, we want to, we want to keep doing this. And for me, that was just like a huge, like, oh my God, <laughs> like my heart just like exploded because it's hard, you know, like, especially with so many people having left, you know, cause you know, life happens, right? Right. So many people having left and, you know, people are seeing, I guess, coworkers, right. You know, leave every day. And then it it's a huge like hit on, on your morale and just, your drive to keep going. And so seeing people say like, no, I want to keep writing. I want to keep doing this was such a huge like 180, you know? So I think we all left that meeting like super jazz, like, okay, yeah, like we're going to do this. Okay. You know? <laughs> and so we kind of just pivoted and we're like, okay, we know we want to keep doing this, but how are we going to do this? Because the magazine is not sustainable. We can't do that anymore. And so we have this great website, but not a lot of people go to the website. So we're like, okay, well, what if instead of publishing a magazine, what if we just do articles uploaded straight to the website, have it on a regular schedule so that people can kind of pick their own timeline and writers can, you know, figure out how they want to structure their, 
you know, process. And so in doing that, it freed up a lot of time for people to be more, I think, creative, even though the writing deadline's a little bit shorter, but it gives you time because the articles are so short to kind of flesh out a bigger idea and then chop it up into tiny pieces and then deliver that. At least in my mind, it it feels a lot better and a lot more sustainable, which is and more manageable for all of exactly. you, I imagine. Yeah, no, it's it's so, so much better. So we're still, you know, working out some kinks and trying to figure some stuff out. But at the end of the day, it's so much better. And so much like, it's it's just better for everyone's, I think, mental health. And just especially, like I said, in, in our current year, uh, <laughs> making sure that everyone can still do this and not burn out. Because that's a delicate balance to strike, that is. It is. Yeah, no, 100%. And like, as a creative person, I feel that a lot, you know, like I work a day job, right? Don't we all? And having to, because I'm a graphic designer, IRL. So going from graphic design in my day job to then do layout design, it was so much like work. A lot. <laughs> like I was, I was living in Photoshop. All I did was InDesign. Everything was just, you know, you work and then you work on the magazine and then you work and then you work on the magazine. And it just became this like ending or never ending cycle of, you know, And not to say that, like, I didn't love working on the magazine, but over time, it just, you know, it kind of wears on you and you start to feel that burnout creep in. And that was the last thing I wanted, because at the time I was like, I'm the creative director. I can't burn out. Like, what? That's not going to work. You were kind of the linchpin, the fulcrum of of what a lot of things turned, you know? Yeah. So I I can't just like be like, nope, I'm done. Bye. Like, I can't do that. And this thing was my baby. Like, it still is, you know, like, I I co-founded this a long time ago. And, you know, we're going on at this point, three years. And three years is a lot of time to continually pour yourself into something. Especially a volunteer project. Yeah, right. Exactly. And of course, you start out and you're like, yeah, no, this is awesome. We're going to do great. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. We have all these big ideas. And then as time goes on, of course, you know, things start to break down or you, you know, you miss out on something or something falls through. And like, that's all the things that you have to kind of roll with. And COVID was just another thing that we needed to roll with. And so now I think we've hit a really good stride and I'm super excited to keep going and continue creating content the way we have been, just in a different format. So one question I have is that personally, I've seen in like the IRL workplace, there's definitely been a transformation as far as how we work, what the focus is on, and also how companies kind of work with their people. And I don't know about your workplace, but I know in my workplace, we've seen like a fair amount of exodus. Um, people looking for a different type of work environment, but we've also seen an influx. And it seems like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Aetherflow Media has also kind of experienced a similar transformation, you know, because it's all been COVID. COVID changed so much Mm -hmm. as far as how I feel like you'll have like a central group, but now people are kind of working a little bit more independently and a little bit more on that kind of flex schedule almost. Yeah. And I think that was a huge, like, that was, that was kind of where, like, before we had that big staff meeting to decide whether or not we were even going to continue, that was a huge factor in like, okay, everyone's working differently. People are working from home. People are working overtime. People are, you know, doing all these different things in their 
normal life, you know, and then they come home and still have to do work for us. And like that, like, I don't want to put stress on people. That's not especially like, I know I keep bringing this up, but in our current year, I don't want to be adding stress to people's days. And so if, if, like I said, at that staff meeting, we had decided to end it, that would have been a completely okay decision as far as I'm concerned, because I don't want to add more stress. And so if this project became a stress or a stressor for anybody, that was never the goal. And so I'm happy that people wanted to continue, but I'm always making sure that this is not a stressor. This is a fun thing that you want to do. And you're here because you want to be here and you're enjoying this. Because if this is an escape for you, then 10 out of 10, let's keep going. But if you're pushing at this because you believe in it, but it's still causing you stress, we got to talk about it and re-examine that. And I think that that comes into play, not just at Aetherflow, but like everywhere. <laughs> like you got to look at everything yeah. that you're doing as <laughs> yeah. like, is this causing you stress? If it is, is it worth the stress? Because some things are stressful, but worth it. But other things are stressful and a hundred percent not worth it. Yeah, and you have to draw a clear line in the sand and say, okay, this is where it becomes unacceptable and we need to exactly you know, reel it back in. Yeah. And that was kind of like I said at that big staff meeting, that was what we wanted to decide was are we just carrying this on because we love it and we believe in it, but it's hurting us? Or do we want to carry this on because we love it and believe in it and we need this? Because at the end of the day, if like I like I said to to our staff members, like I will always, always be here. I will if if the, if this is going down, I'm going down with the ship. Like I don't care. You know, this is like I said, this thing is my baby. And so I wanted to make sure that it it wasn't my baby that was hurting people. <laughs> <laughs> so right <laughs> so at the end of the day yeah like if i could give advice to anybody who's trying to do something like this or is in a stressful situation if this is hurting you then really re-examine what you're doing because like i said at the end of the day if it's causing you stress and you reevaluate and it's still worth it then maybe continue but you seriously have to look at how it's hurting you but luckily for us that was not an issue and we've been able to kind of change how we do things so that it's not a burden it's something we all enjoy doing it's a fun hobby now as opposed to an obligation yeah and i, I well hopefully it wasn't an obligation for anybody anytime but <laughs> no, i mean <laughs> no i know <laughs> but yeah no and, and that's exactly it is like if you're just doing something out of obligation because you feel like you need to then you got to think about it right that's not super healthy yeah and i think i went into 2020 ironically with like not a new year's resolution because i'm not i don't know if i'm the kind of person who makes those and actually sticks to them but oh yeah <laughs> yeah the one thing that I was like, okay, this is something that I actually need to do was I was very used to burning myself to keep other people warm, if that makes sense, sacrificing my time, my effort, everything else, just so other people could feel like they were important. And 2020, of course, is the year where I was like, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to, you know, I can't, <laughs> I can't set my, no, you're fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> it's like, I can't set myself on fire to keep other people warm, you know, like I can't do it. Turns out 2020 was not the year for that. Um, <laughs> nope. Yeah, the world yeah. just kind of collectively pointed, <laughs> laughed, and yeah. was like, hold my beer. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I was like, at my regular job, I was working sometimes 13, 14 hour days just to, you know, make extra print signs or like make sure that the website looks good. And at that time, it's like, I can't put time into anything else because I am literally so stressed out that all I want to do after work is just become a burrito and lay on my couch. Like that was my life for like a couple months, like right after quarantine happened. It was like March of 2020. And here we are in 2021 and I'm still, you know, like everyone everyone takes time to work on themselves, right? And I feel like 2020 right. was like the time where it's like, hey, guess what? I know you're trying to work on yourself, but I'm going to give you another obstacle course. Good luck. Uh <laughs> oh yeah. So you know, it's one of those things. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Aetherflow is one of those things where I will give my all to this thing until we're done with it. And so if, like I said, in that big staff meeting, if we were done, then we were done. But if people want to keep going, then hell yeah, I'm I'm in it always. And it has continued to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly, I I am so excited and so jazzed that people wanted to keep going. It's something that I think will always like sit in my heart as like one of those moments where I was like, holy crap, I am so lucky and excited to be surrounded by people who are just as excited about this project as me. I like felt that in the beginning when people were getting excited and like signing on and, you know, just getting ready to start this thing. And then now more than ever when people are like, no, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm sticking around. It's like, oh, okay, thank God. Okay. <laughs> crisis invented. Yeah, so excited and it's it's just one of those those like beautiful things where I'm like I said I'm I'm so lucky to be surrounded by the people that I work with and I'm so lucky that they're as invested in this project as I am. I love your enthusiasm. Like I can feel it and I'm smiling a lot like, "Oh yeah." It's contagious. Oh, pumped up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Dude, do <laughs> That's literally me after every staff meeting where I'm like, okay, we're going to make a media calendar and we're going to do all these amazing things. And I'm like literally hopping up and down in my chair right now. I'm like, yeah, no, let's, let's go. Like, it's one of those things where nice. everyone gets excited and then that excitement is contagious. And then it just becomes this like snowball effect where everyone's just like so jazzed about something and you're like, yes, okay, we're implementing this new policy or we're we're changing how this works so that it's easier for people down the line. Like, I know that's like something so lame where it's like, yeah, I'm excited about the process. But if you can do that. That's pretty freaking amazing, though. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like if it's if it's something that works and it's something that makes people's lives easier and like is something that helps others, then I'm all for it. That's all I care about. Because <laughs> at this point, I'm not even making layouts anymore because I don't have to. So my transition from like creative director now to editor in chief has been really weird almost because I don't have anything to design. <laughs> So I'm like sitting there like, what do I do? How can I help? I just want to help because I can't make layouts anymore. So like, what do you need? Happy to jump in wherever needed. But yeah, it's it's pretty great. <laughs> so speaking of exciting things, what kind of exciting content? Like I know you can't necessarily give us too many spoilers, but what kind of exciting content can we expect to see from Aetherflow Media in the future? Well, I don't want to make any promises, but there is a very exciting voice actor that we'd like to interview. So that is potentially on the horizon. I can't let you guess because you, I mean, Crow, you might, you already know technically, so I can't, <laughs> I can't, I know, I know. So what you're you already know. is that we can just like off stream, just lean on Crow a later. 
I'm oh yeah, just bully like, him a bit. <laughs> you gotta tell us what's going on. Yeah. I'll go get the fire started so we can burn the books till we get the information. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, wow, hey, that's great. Am I being punished? No, that was a step too far. Go get your pulp jar. It's not the um jar anymore. It is the pulp jar. Oh, it's the pulp jar. I love Amazing. it. There. <laughs> the actual coin noises. I love it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, Tilp used to have the Tilp jar, but then like after the last episode, I was helping to do the audio edits and it's like one of the first times I've ever done it. And there were so many ums. I'm like, okay, the Tilp jar is now becoming the um jar, but now we've converted the um jar back into the Tilp jar. I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> it flips yeah, back um, um is something that I totally do all the time, but it's mostly okay. just so I can like have a moment to breathe because I tend to not breathe when I talk. So I just kind of like expel words and then I'm like, okay. Um. <laughs> I completely understand. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I like get on a it. tangent. We're, I know. We're trying to get better at it. So it's, <laughs> I, I it's feel tough, like man. in some ways that, you know, either, even though we did it, the Aether stream for Aetherflow Media for I can't remember how long. Two and a half years? Two yeah, almost two and a half years. It felt like forever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But now like kind of we've spun off more or less. And now it's starting over a, a bit in square one because I think a lot of the stuff that, you know, maybe we even took for granted that, you know, the support that we got from the senior staff, we're having to do now as well. We're having to also monitor ourselves for those ums, for the quality. And now it's like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. So <Which> much. <laughs> Would you believe I am the least problematic in that regard? The absolute gremlin is not causing oh problems gosh. on purpose. Aki's fabulous. Yeah, her her audio is clean. The rest of us, we're all in like the no no bad corner. <laughs> I I can't really help it because where I'm located, there's a major highway, so I get all those chocobo feet running around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And of course, then you get that random black mage decides to cast meteor. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, man. It happens. Dang black mages. Uh, right. So what's some other, like, you know, if there's anything else that you can possibly tease for us? Um, I noticed you've got a guide tab up there that's currently yes, empty, but it looks like it will have stuff empty. in there. That is a great observation. Uh <laughs> I'm not stalking yeah. you guys or anything. I no, just went and had no, a peek. What? That's all. No, never. That that's totally fine. It's whatever. Uh <laughs> we are planning some exciting guides. We have a fantastic artist in our midst. Um Ameme is doing some fantastic infographics, I'll say. And um I don't oh, I I think I think I'm just gonna have to leave it at that. If you like infographics and really simple, easy to digest guides, then stay tuned. <laughs> you know like this I like simple. Right? <laughs> I love simple. Like just like spoon feed it to me, please. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for Dylan to do one of our videos on the raids so I can just be yeah. like spoon fed how to do the extremes. <laughs> Dude, I swear, every time I, I go into like, especially like the near raids where there's just like so much going on, the first time I went into the, I think it was the last near raid, I. Oh, yeah, Paradigm. I just. Oh my god, I I died probably a million times. I'd love an actual count on on how many times I died because oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was Mine awful. was 15 first time right? I went in. It was 15. Oh my gosh. And then I like had friends who were like in the chat with me just like, "Hey, this is the next mechanic. Do this." And then the mechanic happened and I in in the 5 seconds that they told me what to do and the mechanic happened, I forgot. So <laughs> 
I was like, oh, I'm no. going to need you to spell it out even more, please. <laughs> Slowly for the people in the I, back. Yeah, I, I did my best, but there's a lot going on. <laughs> ADD on overdrive, fam. I can't. <laughs> no, it's, it's the left and right for me, which is why I like simplified guides that show me, hey, this, right? this is the left mechanic, this is the right mechanic, because as someone with dyscalculia, <laughs> I can't recognize that stuff, especially if you oh, call dang, it, yeah. especially if you call it starboard and larboard, never, oh, Square nope. Enix, listen Gone. to me, never do that again. Absolutely <laughs> the McFuck not. I, I, will, I, will, I will find you and I will bang on your door and I will scream and howl outside of your HQ until you stop doing it. Look forward to a new uh, segment coming to XIV Light Party. Anki, absolutely the muckfuck not. <laughs> <laughs> I would 100% watch slash listen to that. I really actually do kind of want that. You know, yeah. it's just uh, it's just Asahi and Fan Daniel for like 16 episodes and then I get into mm-hmm, the meat and, mm-hmm. meat and potatoes of everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like actually pinching the bridge of my nose right now, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, but you've given me a terrible content idea, so you know what? This is great. I am constantly go. feeding you terrible ideas all day, even though I know it's gonna <laughs> where it's gonna go. I'm just I kind of <laughs> just want to see how bad it's gonna be. <laughs> It's like, how how bad is the shit post going to be at the end of the day? I I really shouldn't do this. I really shouldn't like egg her on, but yeah, I'm gonna. But here we are. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, moving on. Before that goes into bad places, (laughs) good places. Yeah, well, that's a matter of opinion. (laughs) I'm joking. I love you, Icky. Please don't bite my ankles later. So speaking of exciting, the footage from the media tour, let's move on to that. That's a nice, safe topic, right? There we go. (laughs) Footage of the media tour dropped yesterday, and there was a lot to take in. I'm going to admit, I watched quite a bit, like, all day long. Oh, yeah. (laughs) During times when I was probably not supposed to be, I was supposed to be working, (laughs) but I did anyways. How dare you? Yeah, well, I can multitask, or at least that's what I call it. Anyway, I, I kind of, like, watched all of the area tours, and I I kind of skipped past most of the interviews. I know that Anki, wow, you took it seriously, and you did your homework. So what all did everybody take in, and what are you most hyped up for? I'm not going to lie, I forgot most of the interviews. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm re- I, I watched I watched most of them and I'm kicking myself because it had good information, especially about like the uh, Ishgard lottery system that they're going to put in place to uh, oh. deter. Uh, they're putting it on specific wards, though. There's some whole kerfuffle behind it. I can't remember who was it. I think it was Gamer Escape that brought up that point. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I love but that I- word, by the way. Kerfuffle. It's <laughs> ward four. Delicious. <laughs> Guarantee you will be ward number four. Guarantee it. Ooh, okay. All right. We said that's okay. <laughs> I'm, not a, be- I'm not a betting gremlin. Pen whole gill on ward two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a hundred gill that Tilp is wrong. Ooh. 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 I mean, not which ward, just that Tilp's wrong. Good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. Like, the odds are in my favor here. Yep. A <laughs> hundred gill is a pretty penny in this economy. So, you know. <laughs> Especially with the rising uh, transport costs, we're all going to be broke. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. Uh, Well, maybe, maybe. (laughs) 
so one video that I saw, and this is like useful information. I'm like writing this down in my little notebook for later is something about Hunt potentially like being linked to getting more Aetherite tickets. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And I'm like, that's clever. That that Love would that. get me to do Hunt because I'd be like $2,000 for a teleport. I don't think so. I'm going to go kill Bob over here. I'm going to get myself an Aetherite <laughs> ticket. <laughs> like i think not <laughs> oh my i like i like that it looks like they're trying to encourage people in different ways with different mm -hmm. incentives to do older content that maybe doesn't have as many people in it anymore mm -hmm. especially like yeah. hunts because you, you get a hunt train on any server but the rest of the time when the hunt train's not there it's dead yeah nope. i am super jazzed i saw this in someone's someone's just like hey here's some quality of life updates but the if you're in like a city state the aetherite map you, you go to the, like the big aetherite crystal and you know you know when you're like where's that quest oh gosh which aetherite is closest to that quest i don't know how this game works anymore i love that they implemented this little little map so if you want to like teleport to an aetherite in a city it pulls up a map so you can see which aetherite you want to go to amazing that's, that's a really good quality of life huge update. Really quality of one. life update oh my gosh i was like because that's me every time where i'm like i don't i just looked at the map and i forgot what the aetherite was called i don't know where i'm going but now totally changed and updated it's gorgeous. I was going to say, there's a short list of Aetherites where I know exactly where they go to. One is the Aft Castle because... Yup, yup. Maelstrom, <laughs> that's a great company. <laughs> yep. I know exactly where that goes. Uh, the Bismarck, because, you know, Maelstrom. <laughs> <laughs> and then, for whatever odd reason, the Weaver's Guild in Old Eye. I don't know Because <laughs> it's like right between two of the crafting guilds, I think, or like oh, areas I frequently miss. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it's Sapphire Avenue. That would pretty much be it. Everywhere else, I'm like, I have no idea where you're at. I know, like, whenever I'd go to Ishgard, I'd always want to go to the market board, and I'm like, okay, this must be the right Aetherite. And I'm like, I end up somewhere else. Like, this is <laughs> not the right neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I know at least three in each city state, and the rest of them, I'm like, I don't know anything. Paths most traveled. <laughs> And, and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, for for me, I've I've played the game through on several alts and leveled them up several times. I, I know a decent amount about which Aetherite goes where. But even then, I will still occasionally just have a brain fart and just be like, um, where do I go? <laughs> yeah. Which is co-objective. So that will be great. Uh, less work for my brain so to excited. do, which is wonderful. Right? Just, again, spoon feed it to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I hate work. <laughs> Oh, work's not that bad. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> nah. I'm I'm looking at my my notes for all of the um, media tour stuff. <laughs> Just like this one thing that stands out to me is Garlemald is fucked in all capital letters <laughs> and Metro Metro Garlemald edition. And I'm whoa, just whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. seriously? How though? many exclamation points is the real question? Oh, a live, a live. Oh, wow. Like, actually, one of the best videos that I saw, in my opinion, for, like, area tours was oh, Mog TV, like, Frosty oh, okay. videos. He did, like, some really great videos because, and I liked him because he didn't talk as much. So bad. <laughs> but he's like, here, I'm just going to give you a brief, like, synopsis of what the area is. And then I'm going to let you enjoy the music because the music is awesome. Oh, oh, and I, I actually oh. really, really love that. Oh, my gosh. The music. And, yeah, the music <laughs> is amazing. And when he was in Garlebald, 
and one thing I love is that he's flying around is like, yeah, everything here is pretty much decimated. And the only life here are things that are called death machines, except for this one building here. What's up with that? It's just like this <laughs> random building that seems to be unscathed while everything else looks like a marshmallow that got dumped into the campfire. Amazing. And you've got people living in squalor down in the metro tunnels. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, what happened here? What did you, Xenos, what did you do? What have you done, my dude? <laughs> I was super excited that there are subway tunnels. I really ah, love that. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to go to the diner car. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone was doing like a, you know, they were they were on one of the mounts and were just like flying around Garlemald and they just like hovered over like cars. Like actual, like they look like regular, like nowadays cars. And I was yeah. like, modern. What? <laughs> yep. It's it's a little eerie how much yeah. like I mean my mind was like okay so I feel a little bit near about this like the opening scenes of it where everything's yeah. like covered in covered in white and decimated mm -hmm. and everything's broken down and dilapidated and I was like oh this is giving me those vibes and I'm not sure I like it I didn't like it the first yeah. time around definitely not now oh my gosh someone I, I think it was Mistech she did the basically the same thing just did an overview of the zone but like right at the start of the video she had like a little like blurb about like this is the zone and like the lore and just like a little snippet because you know when you go to a new zone and then you know someone's narrating and like ah oh, yes the jewel of the sea blah 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 Yep, um, I remember that. Right? Yeah, it's that for the zone. And so you just get a little bit of insight into like, ah, I see what's happening here. But oh, man, I cannot wait to actually explore it myself. It's going to be so, so cool. One of the things that is really interesting is my husband, like years ago, a long time ago, actually, visited St. Petersburg in Russia. And it was right after one of their major government buildings actually was bombed. And I actually, oh, when I was watching the video, I was I was watching it on like our, our big TV and I made him watch it with me and he's like you know this kind of does remind me a lot of when I was there wow. um, as far as certain parts of it he's like it's very it's very accurate in that way huh so it does it, it's one of those things that I know like a lot of people have always kind of theorized that you know as far as like what the inspiration for Garlemald was and yeah that that reinforced it for me <laughs> as far as that feeling of here they are like the city in the middle of like really cold desolation and once upon a time this city was like a great grand shining jewel like Miztech said and now here it is this is what all that political conflict has brought it yeah mm -hmm. but I uh, say so everybody jives geometros and that's why everybody was unhappy I'm maintaining that <laughs> <laughs> I'd be angry too what I would love to know more about because we we got an updated map back in what September, July, mm -hmm. I can't Bathen, remember. I believe so. Yeah. And there's still a lot of cloud cover over like the Garlemald area. So my question is, how are we getting there? Because obviously we're going. So like, <laughs> how are we getting there? Okay, so. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I paused the video <laughs> at certain places, especially whenever like they opened up the teleport mem menu. One thing I thought was really freaking fascinating is that you have Garlemald. Garlemald is one area, one zone, as far as in a region, because you like you have, say, the Doma region, and there's multiple zones to that. Or um, in Shadowbringers, you had, I mean, yeah, there. <laughs> 
is more than one zone. There's Garlemald and then another one. I couldn't remember what the name was, but they're both in the Ilsabard region. So we have okay. more than one one zone in Ilsabard. Oh, that's fantastic. See, that's what I'm interested to figure out. Because I, I, <laughs> I feel like such a dork, but I'm like, show me what's under the clouds. <laughs> yeah, Garlemald actually, that is just it. the zone. Garlemald is a zone. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, I hate to pick on him, but it's not like Alamigo where you had the locks and Alamigo was a section of the zone. It's like, mm-hmm. no, this whole zone is Garlable. Yeah. Which is good. Yes. It's very, very cool. And it's and not I a dungeon. I loved the trains, like the dilapidated yeah. trains. Oh, that, my God. Yeah. Like I said, how modern it is and how on the nose it is for kind of current day makes me feel a little disquieted. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't realize you guys were that technologically advanced. Because if you think <laughs> about how they look in Aron Reborn, Heavensward, even Stormblood, you don't kind of get the impression that they have a subway network and cars. No, you yeah. just don't. No. But it does kind of make it a little bit more clear as far as why they think that the rest of us are all savages. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. We still walk well, around. That's, yeah. Like, oh, could you imagine <laughs> walking? Ugh. <laughs> we have chocobos come on (laughs) yeah but yeah i guess chocobos would still be pretty uh low-tech compared to to magitech and all that jazz but yeah i'd love to see a garlemald bullet train uh that'd be sick (laughs) (laughs) i'm hoping for our arrival into ilsabard is going to be something like the arrival of cloud and all of his party people at the beginning of seven Ooh. Like I want us to just jump uh, off the train yeah. and do that whole barrel roll, and like we're ready. And then like the city is already like emoliated, and it's like, well, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> Never can't mind. Even go I to the, guess. Can't even go to the gift shop now. <laughs> we had to pick up souvenirs. Oh, so much for that! I heart Garlemald T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Garlemald, and all I got was this stinking this T-shirt. T-shirt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch that at the next fan fest. That's going to be a thing. <gasps> Dude, if it's I not, so. I will make the shirt. Maybe I will make the one. shirt. Just let me know. I'll make it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm into this. Yeah, we'll have yeah. Our, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have our girl about t-shirts. Heck yeah. <laughs> I got a red bubble. We can, we can make this work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of like huge zones, uh, Thavnir, like the oh. the jungle. I mean, we could we didn't yeah, see yeah. Radzat Han. We haven't seen that yet, but we saw mm-hmm. the jungle and all of the little settlements kind of like scattered around it. And I'm like, they went, they didn't go home. They went big as far as areas this time around. They kind of yeah. stepped up their game in Shadowbringers, and they're continuing in that on. And I'm just like, oh god, that's a lot. I love it. So excited. That entrance into what I'm pretty sure is Radzat Han. Oh my goodness. And like, with the waterfalls coming out of the statues. Bridge. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's oh an entrance. I mean, the entrance to the Crystarium was cool, but that <laughs> is amazing. Next yeah. level. It's like, it's the Southeast Asian aesthetic for me, I think. It's it's beautiful. There's colors, there's textiles. You see all the NPCs, they're bustling around. Like, we've been mm. given a kind of brief overview of what Thavner is like. Like, it's, you know, it's very commerce-oriented and they're very neutral, but it's kind of their color palette just pops and their architecture is so bright bright and varied and then the npcs are all scuttling around doing their own thing like working <laughs> deals and everything and hustling and it's just uh, and that little seaside town that I, ca- I can't remember who it was i think it was mioni showcased that one like a little mm. seaside town i can't remember what it was called but it was just it was so picturesque and so pretty and it's like why are you doing this to me i want to go now <laughs> Yep. what is it only 35 more days until the early access for yes. ed walker counting yep. it down 
<laughs> Look, we can cancel Christmas if you give me like Endwalker now. Like I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs Halloween when we have Endwalker? There we go. Right. I made that joke and I got yelled at. <laughs> you what? Still wants- I made that joke about it's like who needs Halloween? We got Endwalker and I got yelled oh, at. No. So don't do that. Hey. Don't take away people. Don't you take can't away spooky, spooky season. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a firm firm supporter of spooky season as I <laughs> drink from my mug that's got a bunch of like pumpkins on it. <laughs> <laughs> I do love spooky season. <laughs> I'm getting into it. Yeah, Thavnir was beautiful. And I think one of the areas, the parts of Thavnir that I thought was really impressive is there was that, like you said, the seaside town. But then if you look out into the ocean, there's that barrier reef that they have, which is a really nice kind of geographical touch that we haven't seen in some of the previous areas. Right. Where you have like this more natural like formations. And then if you look even further off towards like the right side when you're facing out there's then like that other smaller island where it looks like the larger ships dock which i thought was oh, really nifty that's super cool that kind of almost mm. reminds me of like the ruby sea because that had a lot of i didn't i didn't see the thing you're talking about so i might be way off base but like if you go underwater and there's all these like coral and you know the mm-hmm. underground or not underground underwater you know village and stuff like that just like so in depth with detail love that so if if that's anything like that i'm i'm all for it it seemed a lot like that but like times three. Oh my god stop yeah, it steps okay, it up a bit to, i'm gonna have yeah, to watch they, the video. they they've had that <laughs> they've had that in the lore for a bit at least for as far as i know 2016 they mentioned that that area in particular has been they called the bounty because it literally has you know the most access to tropical fish and all sorts of wildlife aquatic wildlife in that area and they've never really had any issues in terms of like i guess Numbs. access to the oceans yeah so they're you know sure. they always can get fish they can always access the waters so it was a very visual element it kind of confirming that statement that they've made years ago about it so that was nice to see oh, so yeah. like, an actual bounty and not just bounty but here's one fish you know like <laughs> you can actually see the <laughs> the point that they put with that name a singular bounty for one fisherman. <laughs> so before we move on from Thavnir to any of the other zones, one thing that they also featured in a lot of videos is the Tower of Zot dungeon, which I love the name. That took me back. That's a good reference. And then inside the bosses, we already know what the bosses are for that tower. Mm-hmm. Cindy, Mindy, and Sandy. The, <laughs> ooh, the Maga sisters. The, I thought it was the sisters, yeah. It is mm-hmm. a sister's. I had a feeling it would be. Yeah, and watching that video and some of the mechanics in that, holy crap. Yeah, I heard, I heard it's a difficult fight, so. It sounds like it. It, it really Can't sounds wait. like it. And especially, like, the last fight, it pretty much goes exactly how you think when you think about the Maga sisters. So, yeah. Tilp is going to have to scrape me up off the floor in a shovel. <laughs> I'm going to die. Some. I'll go buy some. <laughs> Yeah, go down the hardware store and get shovels. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> just in like, case you you bend one trying to scrape her off the floor. It's gonna happen a lot. He's gonna wear through him. <laughs> but, My death at the hands of mechanics is inevitable. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm fairly confident that 
particular dungeon is going to be in Thavnir, considering that the naming convention for the Maga sisters was very Thavnirian, mm -hmm. um, and so is the art design. And I also, one thing that I thought was really cool about watching that video is that even if you go in with your own party of four people, you don't use the trust, you still have the NPCs there. It looks like they're still part of the story, which I really particularly like because I always was kind of torn as far as should I do this first with the trusts or should I do it with my friend? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the, the dialogue that you get when you do the trust with, you know, the, the various NPCs that you can choose from. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Super, super cool. Wow. And if, if you haven't done it, take Alice into uh, uh, the first. Oh, my God. The name is totally escaping me. Right Holminster Hol Switch. Thank yeah. you. Holminster mm -hmm. Switch. Because, ooh, that that hit me right in the feels the first time. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, actually, there's nothing I've loved more for the past couple months than watching all of the new players when they get to that part, oh. watching that scene. And it's just like, yep, yeah. I know how yeah. you feel. I know exactly <laughs> how you feel. The only it's trust dungeon I don't on... like. Yeah. The one with the one where, where fucking it's it's Uriange and he cheats and then Alize also <laughs> cheats. I think they zoom across the gap like. Oh, uh, the like, Don Meg. Oh, Don Meg. Yep. Yeah. It, and, like, and I'm like, excuse me. No, no. Right. <laughs> Like, but I love, I love that that Reen just like takes her time as she's just walking across the being the precious. She's mm -hmm. so cute. Oh my god, uh, so adorable. Gonna be sad to see Shadowbringers go, but I'm really, really happy for a new expansion. Next area that was I was super excited about was Old Charlotte, and I loved it so much. I, I actually messaged a friend shortly after. I was like. Pardon me while I move all of my characters to Old Charlene. Right? <laughs> oh Have that as God. your free teleport. <laughs> yeah, that is probably going to be my free teleport. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. That, like, the harbor area. Are you kidding me? So beautiful, pretty. sweeping, semi-Roman, semi-Grecian architecture. Yeah, like, yeah. Pillars just, and ornate. I love the intricacy. and shit. Yeah. And everything is just so beautifully crafted. And it's very them, you know? Like, it's, mm -hmm. it, yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> ostentatious exactly. i believe is my yeah, favorite yeah. word for it <laughs> it's Perfect. ostentatious but there's also one thing that kind of struck me is that there's so much nature kind of built into it yeah and also when you kind of move outside of the central area of old charlene of the city it actually almost starts to look a little bit like a housing ward like there's so many houses so mm -hmm. many random buildings that it feels a lot more like a town or a city than some of the other towns and cities that we've gotten yeah and i I thought that was so so cool it it's, could be a little provincial town in in europe somewhere yeah mm -hmm. yeah i do think it's interesting to remember that this area was supposed to be included 1.0 they never got to it because there was absolutely no opportunity to do so they didn't have the space time or resources but you can kind of imagine this idea that they had about going to charlene has been with the dev team since they started from the beginning and so this is the culmination of 10 years of probably discussions and review of aesthetic and at least for me I, I won't speak for everybody, but it seems unanimously there is a, an awareness that is they did land the aesthetic pretty well, which is it's cool to see because can you imagine how it would have looked if they actually got it out in 1.0 oh compared God. to how does it look now, which after 10 years of deliberate focus on the aesthetic on you know the hints that we were getting throughout every expansion through the characters and through the various areas like you know baldessian's arsenal in eureka and you know the dravanian hinterlands 
So it's just, it's just nice. It's like, this is the culmination of all these efforts and it worked. You did a great yeah. job. Thank you, Square Enix. You actually, you know, you hit it. And I don't know, I wasn't afraid, but it was like, you, you always have that trepidation. You always have right. that like minor. Yeah. A, a, a tiny little down in the back of your something's head. Something's not going to fit right. I don't know why the music did it for me first before the aesthetic, because the moment mm -hmm. I played that song and I heard the Mediterranean, I was like, we, I, we good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we, we made it, everybody. It. The, those drums, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know how many people in the audience or just in general listen to world music or Mediterranean music, but Square Enix does have a good history with landing some Mediterranean-themed soundtracks, I guess is the best word to use. And they're just soaking. Soaking is just yet another dime, you know, just this treasure among composers that just continues to absolutely nail the aesthetic so well and... and in sound design so i yeah everything about it is just great <laughs> so one thing that i thought was interesting and we kind of knew that it was going to be there before um, right. old charlene is this spiral motif it's all right. over the place and one thing that i've kind of like really been eager about is to learn more about that and what that's all about because i know that if you did some of the dungeons like Amarat dungeons that also features in some parts of those dungeons, especially towards the end, oh. you get that kind of same spiral motif. Now, one of the reasons why I want to talk about old Charlene right after like the tower of Zot, if you rewatch those videos, you look at those floors, there's more spiral motif. Ooh, it's all connected. Everybody. It's, <laughs> on that, it's on that coffee mugs. It is all, <laughs> they have Starbucks. Okay. Sharbucks. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would go to Sharbucks. <laughs> so you're saying that the whole end of the world thing is brought around by Sharbucks? <laughs> I don't know. I let's let's be realistic here. Big corporation. We don't know. Oh jeez. I really I mean, want like a Sharbucks mug now. <laughs> I really I want that. So we're gonna have the girl in t-shirt and the Sharbucks yep, mug. Yep, I'm writing it all down right now. Don't worry. They have an underground city beneath Charlian. Like there's lifts that you can take to go down there and i am i wrong is it labyrinthos i think it is yeah labyrinthos yep. mm -hmm. the music in there is a dramatic fucking shift from the overworld music i do not like it at all it's creepy it's kind of it tries to be kind of whimsical in a way but there's something not quite right about it i don't know what i can't put my finger on it mm -hmm. you just but got a feeling feel like that's the point I really yeah. feel like that's how yeah. it's not right. There's something something wrong with the fact that they have managed to to access and record literally every scrap of knowledge up until the point of the founding of the city till now mm -hmm. and decided to bury it all of it. Yeah. So, right. you know, I think it's I don't know if it's meant to be like I don't know it's like that that awareness that they can do something. They really can because they got all the knowledge to do so. And yet yeah. they still continue to do to choose otherwise. So it's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting to have to, to unpack when the debate finally starts. Of course, when we go to punch fortune all for abusing right. the children. You, know? you, you do realize that throughout the entire expansion, you're going to be constantly getting DMS for me, right? <laughs> you're like, oh my goodness we were so off based on this or oh my goodness i told you that the garlians are pod people uh, <laughs> that's what i'm hoping for but i don't think it's gonna happen who knows <laughs> yeah it's, anyway, uh, to see all the conspiracies unravel it's gonna be lovely it's be a lot of energy in november that's for sure i like the pod people theory out. i think it's good <laughs> 
Oh my. They're doing a really good job. I I don't know. I've never really had like massively bad experiences in terms of releases and things like that. When they announce things, I get really excited overall. I know, you know, this is going to be expansion number three for me that I get to participate in live for the first time when it comes out oh, and awesome. all that stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, I still, I still have good memories of when Stormblood dropped. And of course the memes that are always perpetually a part of the fabric of, of our collective experience. But, you know, I still remember entering into the fringes for the first time and just being absolutely in awe by the small elements and details that they had, you know, that, the missing part of Gridania that we hear about, but don't see anything about, you know, we, we had known about East end for a while. So the moment you walk into East end, it's like, Hey, this is this thing that they've been talking about for so long. And we're finally here. Now we get to finally see it in person and then see all the connections and history to that. So it's going to be like that, but you know, these are elements of the game that they have been teasing since its inception, since the moment people have been able to access it back in 2010. We finally get these versions of, of, you know, I could imagine, and, and this is, you know, huge shout out to all the work that all the, you know, fanfic artists and fan, fan art that we get, you know, people have had images of these areas and a general idea of what's going to be going in, in their minds. Like they see this image from what they're able to, to pick from the, the clues and the facts that we get. And so now this is a time to like, you get to cross compare those ideas and see see how on the money you were with your your inspirations because i'll i'll be straightforward the every once in a while when i see something it's like hmm, i wonder if this is a thing and i look into it and it actually is a thing i'm like square are we are we friends like <laughs> it's like it's like who where, where'd you get that design idea because uh I, i'm just saying i just thought about it you know like but on it's, the same page yeah having that same page of creative energy between these things that have been around for so long, but in name only, and then all the art that it generated. Because I, I know for a fact, at least in my circles, there are plenty of Thavnarian cosplayers and Thavnarian mm-hmm. role players who have who've incorporated the elements of this area, and which isn't at least at least in the general sense, right? Because it's por- partially based on Ot Ergen from Final Fantasy XI, and you know you get you get. You can tell that element because they they directly reference it in you know for example dancer quests and things like that so now you get to see these impressions and what you felt from these impressions and now full screen here it is you know 1080p hd (laughs) everything that you've been waiting for and it's just yeah like i am absolutely literally over the moon As he we, dissed off everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just, yeah, it's just, I'm absolutely ready to jump into it. I just know I'm probably going to disappear for two weeks. You know? Yeah, we're not going to hear from you. I expect that. <laughs> we got you uh, covered. It's fine. Yeah, there's, there's lots of work to check out. It'll be fine. Lots of, lots of stuff to unpack. Okay, uh, so as we move in towards the towards the end of our episode, sadly, we have one more thing to talk about, and that would be the class changes and some of the new abilities. So a lot of them are going to be subject to change, but how do we each feel about like our favorite classes after seeing some of the potential new items in the kits? Hold that one famous tic tac tic tac. Wow, <laughs> tic tac flavor. The TikTok person. Gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. I am so in love with the changes they made 
to Bard. And I know not everyone's favorite class is Bard. I see you are currently a Bard, but (laughs) oh my god, I can't wait. I cannot wait for the Bard changes. Because I feel like, I don't know, and maybe this is just because I've I've gotten a little, um, hmm, what's the word? Salty? <laughs> but yes, thank you. Salty is a great word. I got, I got a little salty when Dancer came out and Bard lost basically most of its toolkit. Uh, Dylan has had some, uh, Dylan and I have had some discussions about that. Right now, I'd be like toasting my glass, clinking it towards yours. Cause yes! Oh, I feel that. oh my god. But after seeing, like, I watched, like, three different videos on, like, the breakdown of, like, Bard's new toolkit, and I'm like, oh my god! I'm so ready. I, like, Bard, I I tell people all, all the time, but Bard is, like, my comfort class, where, like, if I don't know content or if I'm, like, nervous to try something new, I'll go as Bard, because I know the class well enough that I'm like, eh, whatever, like, if I mess up, whatever, it's fine. But now I'm like so excited. I'll have to check those out more because I used to be a bard main and it's like, I don't know, just after it was this whole scenario where you're like the child, the only child in the family (laughs) and you get all of the parents attention and it's lovely. And then all of a sudden they bring this new dancer home. (laughs) <laughs> and you're just like excuse me and your toys disappear from your toy box and you yeah. find them in there and you're like what the hell what is and we send on it here? back yeah <laughs> i don't want it anymore so yes i feel you um yeah i'll definitely have to check that out because i've been extremely salty about bard but please yeah. go ahead i love that because i like I don't know if you've seen the videos but like after you do all your three songs you get a fourth like big party wide buff and it just feels like you're kind of back at it like stormblood bard almost awesome. like it's not quite there it's not 100% stormblood bard because you're not like the mp battery anymore but it still feels or it looks like it feels so much better you've got a lot more party utility now which i appreciate that's what that's what i want to do as a bard is like let me help you fam i got you <laughs> you're no longer sitting in the corner going pew pew and then silently yeah, duty like, yourself oh no every now and then. my my dots fell off uh clearly i'm a useless bard because that's all i'm good for at this point you know like <laughs> yeah oh and i'm sure there's a lot of bards that once they heard that dots were really pretty much going to be no longer be a thing they're like what the hell come on that oh, but we, we are the only, we're the only dot class now. Okay, that's We awesome. kept all our dots. We are the only. Well, I think, I mean, tanks and healers still keep, kept their dots, but uh, Summoner lost theirs, if I remember correctly. And then, yeah, Bard, we're, we're keeping our dots, baby. I'm so excited. That's cool. <laughs> we're just leaning into it more. And then they also got extended to 45 seconds instead of 30. So we'll only have to hit Iron Jaws every... 45 seconds <laughs> Thank goodness. if we remember <laughs> so i'm super jazzed so who wants to go next i have shitty takes so i should go last <laughs> uh-oh okay you're next <laughs> all right so of course i dived into gunbreaker Ooh. builds and i will say and this i always like to preface this because i know i know there's the meta I know there's a general expectation of how a certain class should be played by every individual. I will admit, I will fully admit I don't do that. Uh, <laughs> so, so usually what I say and what I enjoy, especially about the tanking role, is probably unique to myself, if not held by a small in- group of individuals. So please do not take my word for law. 
And, you know, I have seen other people may have spoken up and said their piece is about tanks. So I do want to just really lock in there my individuality <laughs> when it comes to comes to these observations. But I like to note that Gunbreaker essentially for Square Enix and for the dev team is the culmination of several years of tank adjustments. They've realized things that don't work. They realized that things that do work and they were able to put that all kind of together into the Gunbreaker build. So when you get into Gunbreaker and you start playing it, it becomes and feels so much more smoother and a lot easier than tanking experiences from the other classes, my opinion, right? But that's the thing is with this absolute, you know, well-patterned system, that has been based on several years of testing, several years of results with three other tanks, right? And then let's just be very, very objective here. Dar when Dark Knight was released, it was released with very small developmental cycle. It didn't have enough time or it didn't have that the extended amount of testing time that Gunbreaker got through the general tanking process. So yeah, when Dark Knight came out, it was rough. It was really rough for a lot of original Dark Knights. But there's this constant sense of if they don't fix it when they can, they'll fix it eventually. That's that's what I've noticed, especially with a lot of a lot, pretty much everything in the game, really. So like if there's something that just <laughs> does not work, they'll get to it when they get the chance. They always mm -hmm. do. So now we're looking at this Gunbreaker build with you know three stacks of Aurora or no, it's two stacks of Aurora, three mm -hmm. cartridges for full rotations continuation. Burst Strike's going to get a continuation abilities so that's four different that's basically a, a string of eight attacks you can unleash in one f single cartridge uh <laughs> which you know that's the thing about gun gunbreaker has been really big about speedy damage which is they're yeah. just making it even faster and hit even harder um <laughs> I, I mean i'm not warrior I'm, is I'm quaking <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing because like yeah warrior with fell cleave has been a huge part of it but yeah gunbreaker just feels so fast i don't know how to explain yeah. it like like you you access you get access to so many abilities so quickly and then you're you're just pop 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 like every yep. what i think 30 seconds cooldown and i do really good damage with my raid team and i once again going back to what i said in the beginning i do not do the meta i am terrible at rotations and somehow managed to keep a pretty good spot and you know damage output for the entire team so it's like hmm i like this like, <laughs> like this, i'm not complaining nice. at all yeah but yeah, they have adjusted a lot of things now. So one thing that killed me, cracked me up because the person who was writing the article was definitely like, I really hope this is, they might have to adjust this. Like they are already saying in the article, they're probably going to have to change this. But the AOE attack that you see in the job trailer is a hundred, hundred, no, a thousand, two hundred potency. It's massive. I'm like, me? Me? <laughs> what am me? I doing with a thousand, two hundred potency attack? <laughs> AOE? This damage is for me? For, yeah, like me. Yeah, again, what did I do? Warrior is quaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, oh my gosh, what is it? The other, the one that got really got me was uh, Heart of Stones upgrade. So if you yeah weave that into your combat rotation, it becomes Heart of kind of Corundrum. Fun fact: Corundrum is the actual name of Sapphire. Scientific oh, name of Sapphire. interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. That's why that's when I saw that name. I was like, ooh, I like your naming conventions. But <laughs> I, yeah, the upgrade then adds all these buffs. You take what 15% less damage for like yep. 15 seconds. I'm like, hello? Thank you. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I did for like what did I do for this <laughs> presence? Like, what did I do to get an even better tank build? I don't know, but thank you, Square Enix. I appreciate you. And I'm yeah, I'm definitely 
going to stick to the Gunbreaker route. Been very comfortable in it so far, and it does not seem like I'm going anywhere with that anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd like to say thank you to our latest followers. We have Clayter Tots and Fluffy Jim. So thank you so much for the follows. Thank you. Indeedy. I love the pun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) I was once upon a time, a I would say probably a bard main, but then, yes, Dancer came along Mm -hmm. and that kind of went to the wayside. Uh, Before that, I was a ninja main. I actually, I rotate, I jump around a lot. So now I just basically like, I have all these classes that I've played and I've mained at some point, and I kind of consider them all part of my, I don't know. Your repertoire. Yes, my repertoire. That's Ooh. a good word. I, it's fancy. It sounds cool. 10 out of 10. I like it. But I would say part of all of that is bard, machinist. Um, I dabbled in dancer, but I'm just like, I don't know. just never did it for me. So machinist, chainsaw. Nothing, yeah. Right? That's all we got to say. <laughs> chainsaw. Vroom, vroom. The machinist is going to be able to start their own Home Depot at some point. They've yeah. got a chainsaw, they've got a drill, they've got a flamethrower. Like, what next? Is it going to be bug spray? Is it going to be a weed whacker? What are they going to get? You, I'll tell you, you can't what. forget they have a wrench. Yes, I'll True. tell you what, though. If I do not see at least a couple, a couple of machinists with macros that use evil dead memes, I'm going to be really, really disappointed. Somebody's laying down on the job there, okay? I require it. <laughs> it's like, Ooh, I am here to chainsaw and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Come on. <laughs> I that, I, there, I'm giving that to somebody. Please do that. I mean, you have to use it. If you're not going to macro it, you you got to do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you have to uh, do it for Bruce Campbell or his chin, either of them. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> Wait, are we talking about the right know. chin or the left chin? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Either one. Either or. Yeah, there you go. So I'm definitely excited about Machinist. What you told me about Bard has definitely lo- made me a little bit more interested. I think, though, still, I'm going to stick with my current main, main and what has been my main for the past number of months of Ninja. Ninja was my love before Bard. It's definitely my love now. And I mean, when I watch some of those animations, all I do is like I turn on ACDC. I have Thunderstruck in the background. I'm like, we're good. This is all right. I'm good. I love it. So that's my feeling. And now, Tilp, it is your turn. You have to go ahead and talk now. <laughs> Dang. Why do I have to be put on this stool? Because you're the last person. Because <laughs> you're here. <laughs> I will honestly say I, I like Dragoon. I main Dragoon. I'm Dragoon till death. <laughs> I am actually really excited for all the changes because, like, Blood of the Dragon is now a passive trait instead of a activated trait, and one less button just, to press. One less button to press, and ooh, it just it. There's been times where it, a fight gets so intense that my Blood of the Dragon would fall off, and it's this is like one less thing to stress about. So happy about that. And then on top of that, you know, get new combos, added combos, modified combos. We're just becoming combo breakers now. <laughs> but from what I saw in the videos, it looks like there is a lot. There's a really good way to flow between AOE and single target without, you know, breaking your uh, momentum. So that's that's going to be fun. I know when I played Goon, I was kind of just like, well, I have to switch like from single target to something else now. Yeah, like 
so the first first set it was like a four tier combo and then they upgraded it to a five tier combo in Stormbreakers or wow Stormbreakers wow I do that all the time I honestly do <laughs> expansion mashup I'm like shadow blood like wait what <laughs> uh but anyways um yes so then at Stormblood it was a five tier combo and then with Shadowbringers wow I actually got it right for once hey hey uh it was a, a, a tier, yeah six tier combo and if from the feels of it in the videos it looks like it's still a six tier but like chaos thrust gets an upgrade like things get upgraded and it just feels more natural as opposed to like hey we're just going to take this away from you and we're just going to add this it just upgrades them now and it feels so much better and it's mm. like yes and then Union Dragon, that's all I care about. I like the AF, I like the AF actually legitimate looks like the Batseed. Right? It's even got the glowing emblem in the center of the chest. And I was like, you know what, Square Enix, that's a little on the nose. But okay, I see what you're doing here. Oh, Batman. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and to think when I made that joke earlier in this podcast, I wasn't actually thinking that it was going to actually come up. Oh, my God. <laughs> it happened. We've Amazing. come full circle, everybody. We have. <laughs> You're now only allowed to say that like once per a podcast now, just so right. you know. I'm perfectly fine with that. Okay, cool. Amazing. Putting on a limiter. I guess it's me then, isn't it? Yes. All right, let's get salty. So I <laughs> talked about this in a prior episode um, when we talked about, hey, uh, are you going to pick up any of the new classes? Um, uh, Sage, very excited for Sage. Exceptionally excited for Sage and how it plays. It looks very entertaining. Also, I'm firing Malazar uh, <laughs> at everything, like Mega Beam. It's it's a light show, and I love it. It's fabulous. It's fantastic. Um, the naming conventions for the uh, abilities are also really, really good, too. I very much enjoy those. Scholar got worked over again. I'm sorry. Like you can you can disagree with me for days, but that doesn't look anything like the vastly entertaining class that I played in both Stormblood and Heavenswood. It just isn't. Like that class is definitely dead to me now. I don't know what they've done to it, but it's just eh. Just doesn't look like it's any fun anymore. Uh, I suppose the other thing for me is an astrologian main who mainly stood in the on the knocked side of the uh, table. They're taking that away from me, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's going to be no fun. I like the card reworks, though. Those are good. I like that they've streamlined that and they've stopped with like the seal nonsense and they fixed it up a little bit. The rest of the changes look good. Don't like that they've taken the shields away, but the rest of the changes look good. Mm -hmm. Red Mage, though. Red Mage. Can we talk about Red Mage for a minute? Uh, ch the change to Manification is probably the biggest thing I can think of because I can now boop that and I can do my, my full rotation at the start of a raid. So I don't have to work up my gauge or whatever and make sure I have like 80 this and 80 that. I'm good to go from the off, which means I can keep up with everybody else on DPS. It's going to be great. And if you pull it off right, I think what uh, Larry's always saying is potentially if you weave everything in correctly, you can get three melee combos in a row. And I think my little subtitle there was, <laughs> what the fuck, holy shit me, I think was what I typed here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I spat out my drink while I was watching the video because I was like, oh my god, that's obscene. <laughs> also, the third finisher looks good. It's just a line attack that's a bunch of flowers. So I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm okay with that. We saw Alize something do, doing something flower themed in 
uh, one of the recent trials. I, no, not, mm. it wasn't a trial. It was a solo duty, I think. And I was like, okay, I'm hoping they put that motif in somewhere if they don't give us that particular attack, and they have, so I'm happy with that. One thing I thought was interesting with all of the classes across the board is they put like a lot stronger emphasis on combos. That is yep. a much bigger deal. Also, for, you know, like Tilp and myself and anybody else who played Final Fantasy XI, is the fact that they brought back some of those elements. And what I'm talking about is, you know, for Ninja example, where you put down Doton, and then if you do your AoEs while you're in Doton, you actually then get an additional combo effect where it just kind of like reacts off of each other. And that is something that I remember from 11. I mean, both fondly and, you know, a little bit traumatized was like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> when we would do the combos and we would have then the magic burst. And that's kind of what reminded me of. I'm like, okay, if they then later on do something to where we can actually, between classes, like layer our AoEs or combos to create an additional effect on top of that, you know, hopefully maybe the next expansion, I will be totally on board because I think that would be super cool. Right, like, because Dark Knight has a, a similar mechanic on, I think it's, what is it, Salted Earth? Mm-hmm. Uh, salt to death then becomes salted darkness and i'm like oh that sounds like a that sounds like a type of candy i'm all here for this also i'm here for the salt <laughs> i don't know whether to eat it or be mad at it but it's it's pretty good but if we could layer those kind of like in old style rpgs where you can wombo combo off of one another yeah. that would that would be cash money i would love that i would I just feel die like that's what they're going towards but the fact that we can kind of do that with ourselves right now i think is really cool I really, really enjoy that. I think a lot of the class changes, at least from what I can see, apart from Scholar, I'm sorry. Um, like, they all look really, really good. It looks like there's been some really good quality of life updates made to pretty much all of them. I mean, Black mm-hmm. Mage is... The, the the videos I watch on Black Mage, I'm just, like, looking at the numbers coming off the striking dummy, and I'm just like, I think I might be sick. That's obscene. How How is that suitable for daytime television? I mean, to be fair, that Yoshi P's made. And you can't even be mad. You can't even be mad. It's like, you know, considering how much hard work he puts into everything, it's like, this is okay. This is fair. And I know so many people can actually pull that off. (laughs) He can have extra explosions. This is a treat. He's been good this year. I'm sure Santa would agree. (laughs) He's good every year, but this year he's been especially good. Extra good boy. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, I think that just about wraps things up, unless anybody else has anything else they'd like to add. Uh, One final thing, most important thing to remember, November's full moon is on early launch day, so Square Square Enix planned this, and you can't come to the other It's V-spoopy, and I love it. What was it? Oh, gosh, I remember, like, looking this up. Hold on one second. I need to do this before we go. (laughs) Oh no, what have we done? We've started something. It begins. (laughs) Okay, so this is something that I remember I was like conspiracy theorying about like with one of my friends. So Endwalker Early Access goes live um, November 19th, 2021, right? Mm -hmm. So do you remember the last day of operation for 1.0? It's not the same day, is it? It's close. I don't it's like that you're lending close. credence to the world wipe thing that people mm-hmm. are speculating mm-hmm. about because that frightens mm-hmm. me. I know. Yeah, the the world Everyone's wipe. Like, yeah, it's the final. I still final watch day. videos about that. It's that was wild. Everyone yeah. just in there on the the ledge staring at down. Yeah. 
descending. Waiting for the end. And then as soon as that hour tick hit, as soon as it hit the last hour that it was live, that's the first time they got to see the answers trailer. And it was and yeah. then and then after that played, it was like uh stay tuned for updates or something like stay tuned for the next version of this game. It's like, oh my goodness, like what Absolutely. a powerful way to go out. So the servers for 1.0 went down on November 11th. 2012 dang and the thing that's interesting about that is so that's only two weeks between then and then actual live service i think let me double check yeah yeah about that um so yeah they have removed uh ps3 as far as um being supported and um i have no doubt they will eventually pull ps4 now that the ps5 is out because um, no one can get it. <laughs> right? I know. Yeah. But, but the, the thing is, I can see them redoing the janky infrastructure that they had to use because of PS3 limitations. I can I can see them tearing everything out and putting it back in again. I don't yeah. know how bad it's going to be and how much it's going to hurt because Yoshi P said there was going to be some suffering. And I'm like, don't. Hang stop. on a minute. And he Hang smiled while second. he did it. He smiled you know in that insidious would. way. <laughs> And I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him to pull the plug. I just am. I really oh hope he God. doesn't. But I'm I waiting for really him to do it. I really feel like, even though they said that it was being pushed back for COVID reasons, I feel like that this worked out. And I feel like if it was not for the fact that I don't know if the 11th would work out because that is a Thursday, mm. and I just don't think that would work really well. I I'm really feeling like that we should watch out for November the 11th though in game, even though it's not like early access. I just I feel like that there might be some shenanigans. Yeah, as a Brit, as a Brit, right now I'm like, forget the fucking fifth of November, all right? Forget the gunpowder treason and plot. Like the (laughs) eleventh is probably going to be the problem. Yeah, and and the thing is, is in Final Fantasy fourteen has never done a pre-launch event, and I think Mm. it'd be really interesting if this is one of the first times they did it. And I'm not gonna lie, like for the past month or so, I don't know if anybody else has been doing this, but I check out the moon whenever it's out. Yeah, no, I do too. It's it's not right, is it? Moon's it isn't. Moon is different. The moon is different. And I actually at one time promised <laughs> one of my friends I was going to take screenshots of the moon every day, and I completely that fell off by the wayside. And they remember they oh, yeah, remind that was me of that now all the time. <laughs> like so, uh, Dylan, how's the moon tonight? I'm like, shut up. How's your moon diary going? <laughs> yeah, how's, how's the moon diary? Moon um, diary. Oh my god. I, I want to point one thing out. The breaking brick mountain event ends on the 11th too no i hate that <laughs> oh <nice>. don't <laughs> you're speaking something bad into the world how dare <laughs> the audacity i'm Just taking for my- you anki <laughs> you keep doing you do this almost every podcast you find something and you're just like i'm gonna rustle her jimmies with it and i'm like no you know what i think that the pre-launch event would be you know what i think it'd be Mm. Lunar Good King Magamog. Oh, God. stop! <laughs> Give it. I want it. I want it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm taking my Photoshop and I'm going. Let me see it. Right, I that's quit. what I'm saying, man. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. 
If that actually happens, I will literally probably every five minutes get like a nasty message from Anki. I'm sitting here. There are various expeltives followed by this is your fault. You brought this on. And and you know what? My husband will make me do that trial because he knows. He knows. He thinks it's a wonderful idea, Luna King Mogulmog. And I'm like, I hate it. And he's like, well, you know what? I think it's a great idea. I think it's a fantastic idea. And, you know, if Yoshi P happens to hear this, you still got time to pull it off. I'm sure you could do it. (laughs) I think it's a fantastic idea. I support it 100%. I want to go home. I can't wait to hear the music to that fight. Uh, it's, it's just like a like really just, slow uh, version of yeah. King Muggle Mug, Good King. I'm trying, I'm trying to think who you know the the general reaction. You know, Xenos over here is he's getting reports of every every action that's going on with the Telophori, and there's one just really excited member of the Telophori, like, <laughs> oh, I captured the Moogles. They're in the tower. He just turns around. The what now? <laughs> the Moogles. I got. I got. The, I got. The, I got the Moogles. You, you wanted, wanted them, beast right? Tribes, right? You said beast tribes, right? Moogles are beast yeah, tribes. Moogles. And, and Zeno's like, so I need you to explain to me. You captured Moogles, and you're getting them to summon a primal, so we can end the world. And this, <laughs> like, if that does happen, there has to be some sort of level of like, I just want to see that disconnect in the in the the leadership as they try to process that this was something that somehow came to be that as a be result amazing. of the plans. They're just like, well, I mean, we didn't really give them... It was pretty broad yeah. strokes all along yeah. here, so we it's our really own fault. Stipulate we which didn't say which tribes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a, a picture of, like, Xenos' head in his hands, just like, Ugh. Oh, yeah. Someone tell me why there's a big, giant teddy bear in my office. Um, and I disagree about the music it needs to be Marilyn Manson like replicating his version of this is Halloween alright alright I thought I had shitty takes this this is a terrible (laughs) take I hate it okay but what if it had teeth (laughs) I'm gonna reiterate I wanna go home I don't feel safe here around you people you terrify me I thought I was just going to be salty for a little bit about Scholar, like, and then you're all like, nope. Luna King Muggle Mug, and I'm like, no, absolutely the fuck <laughs> the, the, primal, the primal just flows up, floats up all, all slowly, just like normal, looks at you, mm-hmm. and then just grins, and then that's the fight. That's how it starts. <gasps> like, like I, it's a, a genuine grin with teeth. <laughs> I love the visual. I'm going to have to... As the minions, like, out. smack us around, they're going to, like, say, piss off, Kupo. This is revenge. <laughs> You gotta you know incorporate what? the dopey black mage one. Yeah, that's Tried so hard. <laughs> and you know what? Moogles with teeth is also awful. I would like you to stop. <laughs> I'm just gonna Google that real quick. Hang on. Someone's I'm drawn not. it. Someone's I'm drawn good. it, and you know. That's what I mean. You know it's it. like someone's gotta draw it. <gasps> I'm oh, not. oh, yeah. Don't do it. This is going on Twitter. This is going on Twitter. So I'm gonna like challenge it. everybody on our Twitter <laughs> and our listeners to Perfect send us challenge. fan art of like toothy <laughs> rabid moogles. Oh my for god. For Anki. I'm this disgusted. <laughs> just Tasmanian devil style. Just <laughs> Even human teeth would be awful. Like, just no. Like, <laughs> oh, see, no, no, now you're making it worse okay. for me. The sharp teeth fits the bear aspect or mole bat aspect, but flat teeth? No, that makes it even worse. 
Ah. And it's an herbivore. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's like version of one is Sonic the Hedgehog. Remember? Like, oh, before they did- no. Oh, no. We're not talking about that. No. We're going to bury that right back where we, where we put it. <laughs> Cussed. Okay. Uh. And with that line, ramble <laughs> off the path. Oh, okay. I want to go Bring home. it back in. So. <laughs> mm. Aria, tell us again, where can we find Aetherflow Media's excellent content? <laughs> you can find us at aetherflowmedia.com. We also have a Discord. Links to all of those and social media are on the website. That's aetherflowmedia.com. Oh, yeah, perfect. Thank you for linking it in the Twitch chat. Love that. You're welcome. Yeah, no, that's, that's where you can find that. And then uh, I, I, I don't really post that much on Twitter, but if you're interested... <laughs> <laughs> I am Warrior of Thorns on Twitter. But yeah, Aetherflow Media is the important one. Go go check them out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So we just actually had a World Mental Health Day. And as we said so on our Twitter and have talked about on our Discord and other places, we recently did a special bonus episode for World Mental Health Day about imposter syndrome. You can check that out on our Anchor and also on Stitcher and Spotify. So please check out that episode. It is really good. I think it you know, it's a good conversation and everybody should participate in that. And, you know, I encourage it. Also, please take time for yourself, especially in preparation for Endwalker. I know that there are some people who are burnt out, you know, go ahead and take a break. If you're also pushing it really hard to, you know, catch up to Endwalker, make sure that you still take breaks. So again, mental health is important. So you can find us, uh, obviously, on Twitch, it's Twitch TV slash XIV Light Party. You can find us on Twitter at XIV Light Party. Both are exciting places. And you can also find our channel on YouTube. There is no handy dandy link for that yet. It's just a long line of letters and stuff. But if you go to our website, xivlightparty.card.co, you can find links to all of that, including the YouTube channel. So that is where you can find us. So thank you, Aria, again for joining us. And everybody, anything you'd like to say as part of your farewell? No. Uh, oh, well, all right then. I just <laughs> want to say thank you so much for having me on, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> I want hey, us you- all to get those Ifrit jackets in that tre- treasure mog. <laughs> oh, we could be the cool kids. Yeah. Hey, there you go. I'm okay with that. I can do that. No, I, I do want to say thank you, Aria, for coming on. It's it's always a blast hearing from you, and it's it's nice having you on here and hearing about the magazine. And it's good to hear that it's still fr- thriving because it was it was a project that we very much loved and continue to love and uh, support. Oh well, thank you so so much, and I am I'm happy to return anytime, and I can't wait to hear more from you guys because I absolutely loved hanging out with you guys tonight. Aw, thank you. Oh, we will definitely have you back. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. You say that now. You say that now. (laughs) I'm going to be like, oh, no, they're asking for me. Oh, my God. No, I'm just kidding. I'm so, so jazzed. I I love talking with you guys. It's always fun. Thank you so much for being on. I want to thank you again, definitely, for all of the support and the encouragement that you gave us when we were part of AetherStream. And also, something we haven't talked about a lot before, but, you know, when we did decide to kind of go off on our own, I know that you were 100% behind us and you said that when we did start this podcast as you are here now that you would be more than happy to be a guest so it is 
really definitely means a lot to us to have all of that support and encouragement. So thank you very much for that. Thanks, Absolutely. Ma. Oh, I love you guys. No, this is great. I, like I said, anytime I'm happy to hop on whenever. And and I can't wait for your guys' uh, your guys' little extra life bitty. I can't wait for that. That's going to be so much fun. Oh, you will definitely have to check that out. It was yes. entertaining. Amazing. <laughs> it was very wait. entertaining. I cannot uh, wait. Well, hopefully in the future we can do a little collab. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. down for that. Good yeah, I'm super down. <laughs> Carla, anything else that you got to say? No. Not that I can think of right now. I'm so honestly. disappointed in you. No nuggets of what? wisdom. I was, I was hoping <laughs> for that. What? Drop a lore fact. Oh. Uh, um. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, now I'm trying to process. Oh, I mean, I guess this isn't lore fact, but someone found a first pop culture reference in Thavnair and <gasps> what? I'm actually very proud of the dev team and the localization team for continuing to do that. But there's a there's a fate and basically the fate is a bunch of giant snakes and the NPC says <laughs> well so the, the, I guess the the word for the snake in Thavnair is uh, now pardon my uh, I, I want to say that this is Sanskrit so uh, or at least uh, a version of Hindi that I don't I I may have Hindi ancestry but i do not know how to say the the words but i think it's bujamga mm -hmm. and it says it, so the, the npc says bujamga why did it have to be bujamga because oh they're snakes <laughs> and so that's your that's your fact or just remember that forever that the localization team is a bunch of pop culture nerds and they're oh, always they really, going to uh, take the reference them. they're Love always going to take the reference so may they never change <laughs> fantastic <laughs> If you would like more Croatone lore nuggets, please join us on Sunday for our second part of our lore walk, where I'll probably run off again and leave the rest of you guys to fend for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I made it back eventually. I was just, there, there was a hallway to explore. I hadn't explored it yet. So, you know, things happen. So in final, please remember to take the current potency information with a grain of salted, I added this, caramel salt or darkness. Yeah. It's like caramel, a, take, take them with a grain of salt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but I wanted to add the caramel. Caramel makes it all better. Don't yeah. try and sweeten my salt in my scripts. How dare you? <laughs> okay, fine. <clears throat> please remember to take the current potency information with a grain of salted darkness and then add the caramel. Thank you. I guess. I guess that's the best of both worlds. <laughs> it's a solid compromise. Come on. It is. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it was fantastic. So thank you again, everybody who joined us live. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for everybody who followed us. We got, oh my goodness, we got 40 followers on our Twitch. Yay. Fabulous. <laughs> thank you for following, guys. Yes. Very exciting. So, and with that, we are out and we will see you next time. Until then, goodbye. Have a good one. See you. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.